Oh. Alright. <laughs> right. It's working? Yeah. It's working. Yeah, okay, we're recording. All right. Hey, Tom, what the fuck are you wearing? Dude, I was going to oh. say the same thing. What the fuck is that guy wearing? I'm paying homage to the great Michael Jordan. Did you watch that? Is no, it? I can't watch it. There's the only way I can pay tribute. Oh, my God. I You're can't actually watch it. But I'm wearing a, uh, a Michael Jordan jersey that I got that was big at me at one point. It was big. What did uh, you get it when you were six? Yeah, six or seven, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this thing is skin Jesus. tight. This is original. Yeah, no. They're old '90s uniform, number twenty-three, and uh, it doesn't help that my uh, my skin is matching this uh, red jersey right now. No, that's real. It looked like a caveman got a hold of a jersey. Yeah, <laughs> went to local Jesus. homeless shelter. This is all they had. So, but no, uh, Ben and I were outside. We watched the uh, what was it? the flyover happening today with the Blue Angels. Oh yeah, and we stayed out a little too long. Where'd um, you guys go? Well, we, so we actually the village, oh, the Newport Village. Uh, we stood out by uh, oh, the old patio, the old, uh, the old getaway, old stomping grounds. Nice. You guys see it? Yeah, we saw it. Dude, they That's got a, a great setup there. They got like the coffee table and like the meeting oh, out there. They know what they're doing. Uh, Did you see inside the apartment? No, I was. I didn't go that level. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a creep out here. He's our patio. He already looks like an. All I know is that they have hardwood floors now. There's no carpet. Yeah, they also have a clock on the wall. Who has a clock on the wall at this point? Because that well, there there was I don't know if I should disclose this, but that I was walk it was the night that we all got drunk at Tom's and we all walked home. But I walked past and one of the one of the people there was passed out on the couch and the blinds were still open. And I was pretty drunk, so I, I walked right up to the window and like peered in and it was like You did not. You said I used to live here. I didn't say any of that, but I was like, oh, look at, I was like, the kitchen's still the same. Okay. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, there's no carpet. So that, but, place, uh, that place is still pretty much ours then, legally, oh, it sounds like. If the kitchen is still the same after you moved out, I think it's legally still yours. And that's how stalking starts. Yeah, yeah. No, no beer pong pit table, though. Yeah, I don't know how you have an apartment without a beer pong table, but I guess people manage. Good question. Good question, indeed. Uh, no, but Ben, uh, Lexi, and I, after we watched the flyover, which it was pretty far away, we couldn't really see it very well, but it was still really cool. We decided to uh, walk to Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. And got burnt up along along the way. White people shouldn't be going sleeveless at this time of year. It's only bad. No, I was thought you were going to say something about muscle tone. <laughs> I mean, that goes without saying. <laughs> I had something lined up in case you said something, so... Uh, yeah, my uh, Carter and John, they went to Arlington Cemetery to watch it. Oh, that's cool. Uh, you're able to get in? If you have someone buried there, other than, oh. otherwise you are not allowed to. What if you and used they, to work there? Yeah. <laughs> I used to work here. <laughs> hey, uh, does, uh, does Jeff still work here? He's like, no, get the fuck out of here. Uh, Jeff's not here anymore. Fuck uh, Jeff. I, tried, I hate I, Jeff. I tried to do that with some card they gave me where I said I'm always able to get into the cemetery, and they're like, I showed it to them. They laughed at me and said, "Absolutely not." <laughs> Ripped it to shreds. <laughs> and I told got- the guy, who, I told the guy, the guy who gave it to me, and he's like, "That's weird." And I was like, "This has no power." That's Wait, weird. Uh, I printed off of my own printer. Yeah. Uh, John said they had people like walking around and being like, "Hey, like, do you have someone buried here? Like, what are you doing here?" And he's like, "Ah." Yeah, what did John have to jump the fence to get in there? No. no. <laughs> yeah, How did he get in here? He threw Hans over. Catch him. Yeah. Good old Hans. Good thing. Good thing it wasn't raining out there. Good thing Jones wasn't there either. 
Jones is not impressed with rain as much as Hans is impressed. Definitely not. Uh, what about um, <laughs> Ben? Uh, to update you on this story, one of the times we were jamming and we were missing a bass player. Um, it was pouring down rain outside, and then the six-year-old Hans, Chris's nephew, came down and was like, it is raining so hard, it is bouncing off the sidewalk. And Jones said, what if I don't care? Okay. Yeah, it was, it was pretty adorable, but uh, Jones is no nonsense. I think we all have known that. Yeah. Kids okay. don't get a free pass. <laughs> Jones, how's the uh, residency doing, and how are you doing that the residency is about to end? And maybe you can explain further for people that don't know. Well, I, uh, I've been on break from work for two weeks, paid, because uh, of the COVID-19. And uh, every day I've been out here drinking beers and uh, enjoying it. I'm not looking forward to the residency ending, but I'm making the most of it. Had a fire last night, and uh, yeah, man, here I am. One last hurrah. Um, how would you? How many beers would you say you have drank in this uh, two-week span? Oh man, probably 150, 200. You're out. <laughs> You're out of beer. That's what I. Yeah, by yeah. My, I, by my count. I I uh, I just ran out of beer, so I called the course truck. They're gonna drop off a delivery tomorrow morning. Dude, I like it. I have to come bring by the or come by with a drinks truck to scoop up all that money that you're willing to buy. <laughs> yeah so it's been good i love i loved it out here been smoking uh been drinking and uh had the dogs out here it's been great your small army they're always to support you that's right one on guard at all times can't you know can't let it slip hopefully they're doing uh rotations of some sort yeah they are they uh they take turns yeah i do like it i do like it always got to have one on guard that's right yeah. I don't know how well the, the little puppy Hattie Mae is doing, but you know she's trying. I'm sure she's great, but she doesn't get guard duties yet. Oh, she's, she's not on rotation. Hasn't she's been not. promoted. <laughs> no, big dogs only. That is legit. Um, well, we're glad to hear it, and we're sorry to hear the uh, residency is ending, Jones. But you yeah. know, we're not here to mess around. We're here to do business, guys. Okay, I know we like to have fun just talking to each other, but that's not what we're here for. Well, we literally no. are here for that. But we got something to talk about. <laughs> uh, maybe some importance, at least, of our one listener, the Heat Man. But um, I actually have some bad news, guys. Lay it on us. Um, so after weeks of begging all these fans and maybe so-called listeners or non-existent listeners, um, we've been begging fans to write letters to us or comments, uh, questions in on Facebook, uh, email, you know, however you can get a, get a message across in any uh, facet. But we haven't really had any kind of uh, response, so we're getting a little PO'd over here. So I'm thinking about, thinking about just canceling fan mail altogether, just done with it. What do you guys think? You know, that's valuable airtime. We can't waste it on a segment that the fans don't want. So that's, you know, that's a very true. Point. It's got to go. Yeah, it's got to go. Go cut, ahead and get rid out, of it. Cut out, cut out the fat. Yeah, I, and I know I've talked about the uh, previous people who've written in, such as Derek. There's also been Raymond. We know Heatwall. There's one guy, Heat, and nobody can forget about Big D. Big D from Ohio, yeah. Those are all the people we love writing in, but I actually have a confession. All of those people are the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know it's shocking. All one man could come up with that many questions and be that dedicated to one program. But, um, you know, we're, we apologize about fooling our other audience. Uh, it won't happen again in the 
But since now we know that it's Heatwall who is writing into us every single week, um, this is probably actually long overdue. We've actually decided to give him the uh, notoriety that he rightfully deserves. Uh, so we were kind of talking about this. I sent a message to you guys earlier on in the week, and I was like, I think we should give Heatwall his segment. And obviously, when Heatwall listens, this is he's going to know about it, and hopefully he's very excited. That's kind of be the uh, fifth member of the show, unofficially. Uh, we were kind of debating on what to actually call this uh, heat wall segment. Now I threw it out there and called heat walls heaters. I I've forgotten. I forgot, or I don't even know what we landed on. Uh, nobody really knows, and that's part of the fun. Uh, but I talk about heat walls heaters because he throws these tough questions at us, you know, like a baseball reference. Um, ben, but you had something else. You uh, you had a different idea. So I like heat's beat. Because, you know, it's kind of his spin on things. Um, something he's got. Um, it correlates with music because it's a beat. And also, he's a cop, so it's his beat, you know? It is walking his beat. I yeah, like it. Um, I know, Jones, what'd you come up with? I got the heat is on. Okay, another better. We love, of course, <laughs> the heat is on. The uh, hot single from uh, none other than Glenn Fry. This song knows how to get you going, and uh, he well knows how to get turn the heat on so we definitely like that one i know chris you came up with like heat beats his meat or something i don't know i said i said heat's hemorrhoids <laughs> I guess that one that one might be last maybe, maybe something like uh stomping waffles with the heat man yeah oh that was a good that's a good one yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. waffle stomp uh if others don't know uh just look it up you'll find out what yeah, it just, is. yeah yeah it's not podcast friendly that's for sure um, Urban Dictionary. Yeah, UrbanDictionary.com will be your but Google Images. Yeah. <laughs> Tom can just send you a video. Yeah, I got a video later. I'm gonna. I got plan on going on. Get that on a GIF. <laughs> SoundCloud only. Yeah. Not our. Uh, <laughs> but since we can't decide, I'm. I'm open. Jo- Jones, are you in a fucking zoo? Come on, man. I'm at the residency and I got the fucking brick behind me. He's got the bricks. He's on the 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 residency. Hear all those fucking birds. The birds are giving us shout out. Uh, The aviary. (laughs) Aviation strong out here, man. Yeah, Yeah, they're out there. I like it. Well, we're trying trying to interrupt Tom. Yeah, I know. All good. We're leaving it up to the heat wall and maybe if anybody else decides to actually write into us. You know, um, we could do a Facebook poll. We could do okay. a Facebook Ooh, poll. Okay. I'll good. be honest. I didn't know if you could do those, so I didn't want to say it. But you're our, you're our backup tech guy, Ben. <laughs> so if we can run a poll, I was thinking maybe uh, Chris might vote. And uh, maybe and obviously I hope he would vote. Yeah. But we could put up for a vote. And also uh, he text us or message us or put it on the Facebook page, which name he likes the best or if he can come up with something better. But... Without further to do with this long uh, preamble of nonsense, um, Chris, do you have Heatwall's weekly qu- question for his Heat is on segment, Heat beat, uh, he, uh, hemorrhoids. hemorrhoids? Yeah, okay. Uh, but you, you, you got it, Chris. I do. So the uh, Heatwall says, fellas, what is a successful rock band that you just, well, wait, fuck that up. What is a, what is a successful rock band that you just can't get into? I can't get into The Who. And then he has a quote. He says, The Who is a rock and roll band, and you're not that, by uh, Glenn Johns, who's an English songwriter. Well, you got to say it like him. Uh, the, the Who is, is, is a rock and roll band, and you're not that. 
but it's funny when as I was watching a TV show while I was checking the, the question, and um, uh, as I was reading it, uh, Baba O'Reilly started playing on the TV show, and I was like, oh, no shit. And you're like, what? Was it a rock band or not a rock band? Yes, you know, I guess it was a rock band. So you you think the Who is a rock band? Uh, I I like the Who. Um, yeah, hey, don't, hey, don't 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 be bashful, Chris. Come on. Yeah, you really I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I say that they're a rock band. Okay, good work. Yeah, the Who is correct. definitely a rock band. Yeah. The Who is phenomenal. They're great. They're yeah, like, no, they're more of a. They're more. They lean more towards jazz genre, Tom. Like, what the well, fuck? Yeah, they're they're a rock band. The Who, man. Peter Townsend, Roger Daltrey, Keith Moon. They're phenomenal. I think we got a fan here. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm a fan of the Who. I've always well, liked the Who. Jones, you just saw him. What would how, you? Uh, when did you see him? How was that experience? Uh, I saw them at Jiffy Lube, and they were incredible. I felt like I was 12 years old, man. Uh, it was it was great. Yeah, it's they like... Played the, the, they ahead, played John. the hits, and, uh, I mean, it was it was incredible. Roger Daltrey sounded great, and Peter Townsend was an animal like he always is on the guitar. Yeah, I'm really... I uh, was glad to hear it when you went there and told me about it, because um, I was skeptical. I chose not to go to that one, because um, last time we saw The Who, uh, you fell asleep. So, <laughs> not to put you on blast but i was that's kind of like it wasn't as a great of experience as i could have hoped for and i got a little sleepy eyes too when i was there sometimes you need a quick nap a yeah. fun fact a fun fact about the who their drummer is actually ringo Starr's son really i did not know that. know that yeah now you know yeah i was just oh. listening to the no-no song <laughs> <laughs> i don't Hell of a song. no more uh, but Tom. Tom, did you have a band? Oh, we're going straight into it. Okay. Um, I do. I do. Let me just find it. So I'm going to say a little so- something controversial. So for a while, it was the Black Keys for me. Like, what the fuck? Very successful, <laughs> but I just couldn't get into them. Tom, you're you know? wrong. But I, list- I hung out with Jones and Heatwall, um, who-, who just plays that thing, basically agnosium, just beating <laughs> yeah. it down in your head. And then I'm like, I like this too. Basically, you don't have a choice. Basically brainwashed me. And then they, you guys showed me uh, with a Dan Auerbach single, Shine On yeah. Me. Uh, I, I really love that single. So I, that elevated them even further in my book. And then um, now I like them a lot. And I really like the, what, what's your El Camino, Chris? That's the one you really yeah. like? Mm-hmm. I like that album a lot. So basically my band that is successful that I can't get into is The Struts. Like, the Struts, you know, New Age rock band, they're all over the place. And there's, like, they're upbeat, cool songs, but they just don't make me feel anything, you know? It's just, like, they're just kind of there. They sound good. I I think they're a great rock band. You know, a friend of ours tried to push the Struts down our throats, and we regurgitated it back all over him, and weren't going to have it. But uh, I just could never get into the Struts. Uh, I don't know if I'd say they're great. I mean... But, I mean, I want you to go with a classic rock band, Tommy. Oh, a band that's been around. They have the attrition. People love them. And they've been around forever, like 30-plus years. I could say, I could say like, U2. I like a lot of U2 okay. songs. Yeah. But it's like, it's like I like their hits, and I hate their, like, deep tracks. Dude, their bad <laughs> stuff is really bad. Yeah. Like their hits, hate their shits. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tommy... Tommy's favorite U2 album is the one they put on everybody's uh, iPhones. Yeah. Songs of Innocence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, one, that one's my favorite. But they deleted it. I don't know where it went. I can't find it anywhere now. It's like it oh, never happened. That shows how terrible it was. Nobody <laughs> yeah. wanted it. Yeah. Um, 
No, yeah, I was like, I was surprised at how quickly a band came to me, but uh, I'm sure I'll get torn up about this. But uh, I, I, I'm not really a big Queen fan. Um, I, I, I get, I, I respect Freddie Mercury. I, I know like they are good musicians, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because, in in my opinion, they're overplayed. But, like, if I want, if we're at a bar or something, and like a Tom Petty song comes on, Guns N' Roses, or like uh, Bob Seger comes on, like I'm like, oh shit, like they're playing good music. If you know, it's like if they, uh, oh excuse me, Tom, don't worry about it. Uh, if uh, you know, like a Queen song comes on, it's like, oh, it's Queen, like. Is like is is the sky still blue? It's like yeah, it's like it's you know it's whatever. Um, but I mean yeah, like they're you know they're a good band. I never really gotten into them. I I can yeah. feel the same way because how they beat some of their Queen songs in the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I um uh, for me, I mean, my question to you, Chris, is, uh, you know, are you listening to their deep tracks on all their albums and stuff like that? Because I used to feel the same way, but I mean, once you listen to the songs they don't play on the radio, they're so much better. So I've listened to a couple of their albums, and maybe it was just because I went into it with not. Maybe I'll go back and listen to it again. Maybe because I went back, went into it with not the most open mind. Um, you know, I just hear Bohemian Rhapsody in the back of my head, and I'm like, Jesus, yeah. song again. Yeah. Um, also, I, I used to <laughs> I used to see a girl who that's all that she would listen to. She turned out being no good. <laughs> so maybe uh, maybe that has something to do with it, but yeah, I was just, I was just not a big fan. But maybe I'll go back and check out an album or t- album or two and go listen to uh, the B side stuff. Man's jaded. That's what uh, it is. <laughs> I'm just I hate I hate her. Well, it's like Queen. You like because we're talking. We're gonna you know uh, talk about the main, our main topic today with live albums. With yeah. like Queen, you can listen to like a live album like that or live singles of theirs and such as like Live Aid, and then it can kind of reinvigorate you. For one of these bands, such as Queen, that's what it did for me. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll have to check it back out. But yeah, I mean, for the past years, like everyone's been like Queen, Queen, like you know, especially with that movie coming out. Um, but I was, just, I was just, I was just never been into it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you should learn. Sure. I mean, speaking <laughs> of where people are at, where the fuck are you at, Chris? It looks like you're in a bathroom and you got a shower curtain behind you. Okay, first of all, that's a quote behind <laughs> me that my mother made, and I'm in Real my cute. living room. You sleep with that at night, you just put it on the wall during the day? Yeah. yeah. That's real it, cute. It, 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 it all the stank. Yeah. <laughs> it won the blue ribbon at the state fair. <laughs> hey, they used this in the Underground Railroad. <laughs> Harriet Tubman wore this. <laughs> Jesus. It does look Harriet Tubman-ish. Can I also, speaking of that, I have a little story to tell. When I was in, like, second or third grade, we used to go to this camp in West Virginia that was part of our school. I went to a super hippie school, and we <laughs> T.C. Williams. No, no, no. It's Burgundy Farms. This is way back when. But we, T.C. We uh, recreated. We recreated the Underground Railroad. So like the kids, the kid fences, the kids. We would pretend to be slaves, and our parents would pretend to be slave owners, and they would hunt us. Like my dad would walk around with chains, being like, "Where is I? Where are I?" And we would hide in these, in these cabins. And it's, <laughs> whenever I tell people, they don't believe me because in today's climate, that would not fly at all. Yeah. But just, we'd we'd hide in like basements and attics, and we had to make it. We'd follow the North Star, and we had to make it to freedom. Dude, 2020 is screaming right now. Right. All right, take Dude, two I'll... on the podcast. Yeah, that's... <laughs> you just got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Thanks, Chris. Fucking stories with Chris just got us canceled. Well, you guys have other favorite bands? Favorite <laughs> or bands? Not, or not? What's the question again? Uh, very successful what rock band. What an idiot. That All you right. just can't get Sorry, Hugo. Yeah, I, I got one. Uh, it came to me right away. The Grateful Dead. I just can't get ah, on the Grateful Dead. They just don't do it for me. I tried, and it, their their obscure stuff is just too obscure for me. I'm going to keep it in the dark. That's, that's actually really good, because they're so... People either love them, or yeah. they like I, they feel how kind of like we feel about them. Like, we love Touch of Grey, but yep. I, we, we don't listen to any of their songs. That's the only song they... Came out with that with a music video. That should show us how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're they're not our type. No, not at all. And that's, I yeah, you know, that, that's a real good one. Like, and I respect like jam bands and stuff, but like some of them, some of them is just like I'm listening to the same thing. Yeah, I mean, but, I can also we I can also put fish in that co- category. Hopefully, Arthur's not listening to this episode. Yeah, yeah, I got something on Arthur later. <laughs> We're breaking Arthur's heart right now because he loves Grateful Dead and fish. And fish yeah, he's yeah. all about jam bands. Wilco, all those bands. Yeah, yeah. You remember that time, Tommy? We were at that bar, uh, that um, Irish bar in uh, Arlington at a uh, in Clarendon, and that girl's like, yeah. my favorite band's Wilco, and uh, I was like, dude, I'm out of here. I don't remember, and I didn't even know who that band was. Uh, moving yeah. on. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that. Speaking of Arthur, it's like that time we were at Hunan's, and he was at the and the uh, the jukebox, and he's like, "There's an attractive girl there," and he goes, "Oh, so what kind of bands do you like?" And she goes, "Oh, I like DJs." And he goes, "Oh, okay," and just turns around and walks away. <laughs> so hard. All right. Yeah, I must have been daydreaming during these times about Lexi. So. Oh. I'll get that one out. <laughs> oh. Ben, Ben, what you got? Tom's leaving this podcast. Of, uh... <laughs> I am not allowed to stay anymore, guys. I'm sorry. Tom's in quarantine for the next year, not yeah. due to COVID nineteen. <laughs> Doghouse. Uh, so my band that is very successful, classic rock, um, that I just cannot get into. I've tried a couple times. Uh, is Kiss. Okay. That, that's that's a good answer. Yeah. <clears throat> Not like, for everybody. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I need to give him another chance. I don't know. But Kiss, it's, it's just not for me. So when I was checking out the top 50 list I sent you guys about the best uh, live albums, Kiss's live album is on there. It's called uh, Kiss Alive. It came out in 1975. So mm-hmm. I kind of I kinda have that same opinion about Kiss, that I like their stuff. Like, they're kind of their big stuff, but I haven't really gotten into them. So I, I want to give that album, a, like, I want to check it out, give it a give it its time of day, and see if maybe that turns me on. Because um, I know people love Kiss. I know they really do, and they're passionate about Kiss. I, I feel like yeah, Kiss, but, is one of the, Kiss is one of those bands that everybody knows, but if you ask them to name, like, two songs, no, like, they can't. Like, they know who Kiss is, because they're just because that's how they, you know, they market it themselves. But um, music-wise, I don't think people are super educated. Yeah, I really like what they did uh, with the the band, like mirroring it in role models. And so I really wanted to get into the band after that because that was really oh, cool. Um, but no, didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get them. I get, I get it. I saw them live, and uh, they've definitely lost it over the years. It was oh, yeah. terrible live, 
I mean, the they're all based on theatrics now. So, I mean, going to see them live isn't going to do them justice at all. Yeah, it's true. Plus, I saw a rumor of their manager talking about uh, it, it could be without um, the main main guys like Gene Simmons and uh, was it Paul Stanley? Uh, yeah, you got it. In Kiss, like not even having them and it just having a bunch of other random guys just dress up as Kiss and ba- basically playing Kiss but still be touring. But the, it's titled Kiss, the rock band, when it's not yeah. any of the original the members. The worst part about that is people would still go to see that. Yeah, of course they would. They'd love it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've branded themselves really well. You can't hate that. You can't. Yeah, no. Definitely kill it on that front. Killing it. Uh, well, we appreciate uh, Heatwall giving such a great question this week and causing such a, uh, I guess, great conversation amongst such the a boys. ruckus. Such a ruckus. So that concludes Heat's beats or <laughs> Heatwall's hemorrhoids. The heat is on. Yeah, Heatwall, you have to uh, hit us up and tell us what you think. And, uh, we stopped that waffle today with heat wall. Yeah, that's, that's good. Wow. <laughs> but if you are listening and, and you are concerned that all of a sudden now we don't want you writing into us, don't be scared. Always write into us. We always Absolutely write into us. Always appreciate good content and good questions asked, uh, thrown our way. But going yeah. into what we were talking about today, um, I mentioned it just a couple minutes ago about the uh, I saw an article about the 50 greatest live albums of all time. I saw it on Rolling Stone. It's pretty good. I sent it to you guys. I don't know if you're able to uh, check it out. Took but it's pretty... What's that? I said I, I took a look-see. Oh, I like it. It's Chris. shit. I mean, the 50 greatest, I mean, that's based on someone's yep. opinion. They're shit. And it's, and it's Rolling Stone. But Yeah, I mean, there were some good ones in there, but I mean, it was medi- it was mostly shit. I was pretty surprised by that list, yeah. Yeah, number one was uh, James Brown, Live at the Apollo. James there there Brown. was a lot of jazz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, that is a great album. I, I will it throw is. that out. That oh, no, album. James Brown is phenomenal, but at no point am I, uh, is that my number one live album. No, yeah, I was. Also, what, do you know when that list came out? I'd be interested. To, uh, 20, 2015. Uh, it was either 2015 or 2017. Yeah, 2015. Yeah, 2015. Um, so how many good albums have come out since then? I don't, I don't know. At least one, I'm sure that could be added in the list. It's not about that. It's about perception. I mean, the great live albums have been out for a while. I mean, Aerosmith isn't on there. You don't have Eric Clapton on there. You don't have a lot of albums I love on there. So, I mean, and it's my own opinion, but I mean, live music is based on a person's opinion, what you like, you know, what you're into. I was surprised there was no Aerosmith and Eric Clapton. I thought that was very surprising. Yeah, Eric Clapton is amazing live, and his live albums are phenomenal. I love his MTV Unplugged. Yeah. That is great. That is really uh, good. Acoustic version of Layla is just fun. I almost prefer Layla. it. Yeah, that's how it goes. You got me on my knees. <laughs> uh, I prefer that one to the uh, the original when you're... But I really enjoy it. But um, yeah, Eric Clapton has fourteen live albums too. Oh God! Yeah, that's a good yeah. fun fact. You guys want to know another fun fact? Since you brought up Layla, yeah. Uh, Eric Clapton wrote that in George Harrison's garden on his patio. Shit. Fun it, fact. Now you know. After he was laying with George Harrison's wife in London. <laughs> we got yeah, a whole segment: fun fun facts with Jones. <laughs> Yeah, Jones now fighting to get his own segments. Now he well has his. <laughs> we got a battle for the top. 
We'll see who wins. Inevitably, I think we all lose in the end. Um, unfortunately. Uh, we, we, we'll take as much as we can get content. Uh, lose, lose, lose. Yes. If you you want to lose, um, come here and listen. All right. Yeah. So, you know, talking about live albums, I think, you know, we can all agree on this. Uh, I think what makes a, a great live album is the improv. That's how you really find out about what a band's really about. You find out. Uh, you know, how good a lead singer or a frontman is based upon what they're capable of doing, you know, incorporating the audience and really getting the people moving. That's the best part. I mean, because, you know, what's a live album if the, you know, uh, audience isn't encompassed in that? I think that's, uh, oh, go ahead, Tommy. Okay. I was, I was going to talk about a different album. If you want to mention that. Um... Oh, no, I was going to say, John, that's a really good point as far as like live albums go. I feel like there are a few different types of listeners that artists have. There are those that go to a show that expect to hear that studio album. Like, word for word, chord for chord. They just want to see it in person. They don't care about the improv. They don't care about anything else. There are also those people, like I think all of us, who love the improv. You know, when, they're, when it's a really well-known song and you know the chords, and then he hits a different chord at a certain time and you're and everyone in the audience is like oh shit like that sounds so much better or improving lyrics or extending a song by you know two minutes sure Uh, yeah i totally agree yeah throwing a solo in and stuff like that that's what i love at at live shows because you never know what you're gonna get and there i feel like there are those bands that you go to a live show and you know what you're gonna get i can't really name any off the top of my head but the the eagles um yeah eagles the Eagles, like they're such perfectionists, they want you to sound, or they want to sound exactly as they do on the on the on the records. Yeah, Rush. That's real. I feel like that is something to strive for because that is that is something that you know that people are going to want to hear. If it sounds completely yeah. different, like not not like not even reminiscent of, of you know the album that put out, that I, I feel like that's okay. But some people aren't going to have it. It's, which is, I I love live albums. I love watching people live because of that. The artist gets to. You know, maybe they had an argument with the studio with their, you know, their their label, and and he wanted to do something different with it. I feel like just having an artist, like a, a guitar, or their band, and and an audience and people who have come to see them, that is, that's where they can do their best work. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I once talked to a person that told me they hate live music because they hate the crowd interaction, and I was like. What I was appalled because I never heard anybody have that thought process, but I mean that's his own opinion and he's entitled to that. What a crazy guy! I know, right? That guy's crazy. Is that uh, guy you, Tom? No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I love live music. Uh, it's great, but um, what what Jones reminded me when he said um, you don't really know what to expect and just. What's going on back there, Jones? Is there a baby? <laughs> I, um, I, I hear a lot of ruckus. All right. Uh, but no, Jones, mind me. So well, I was listening to the uh, Bob Seger live album, uh, Live Bullet, today. Phenomenal. And, you know, he gets the crowd so pumped up that I can't remember the song or which song he says this, but he has to, like, settle down the front few crowds where he's like, all right, settle down. Don't get hurt up there. That's how like, he was pumping everybody up. That's how good he was. And that's like some of uh, the individuality of like a live album that you're not going to get anywhere else. So you just see like the like kind of concern of people getting beaten in the front few rows. And Bob Seger is <laughs> doing what he can to handle these uh, nutcases in Detroit. But uh, so I really enjoyed when I was listening to that today. And that's a great album. I really love Live Bullet. Um, 
Live Bullet was uh, recorded in 1975, Cobo Hall, Detroit. Phenomenal mm-hmm. album. Got it on vinyl. I rocked it uh, yesterday. It was great. Yeah, it's getting getting pumped up for the uh, the podcast. I like it, Jones. Yeah, got a lot of good information today. Got it. Yeah, I really like. So we can go on that and talk about that album for a little bit if you guys are down, um, because I really enjoy that. Um, I was listening to uh, Turn the Page today, and you can just like feel the struggle and like exhaustion of like touring and being on the road that you don't. I don't. I feel like you don't get from like the studio version. So uh, that, that's oh, yeah. a good point. Yeah, uh, you you feel what he's saying because you almost feel like you're there with him, and that's what's great. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoy it. Will you you say something, Chris? I mean, I feel like also like exactly what you're saying, Tom. It's just like because sometimes on albums, a single four minute song could be recorded over the span of a week, you know. Right. Um, and and when you're listening to that live album, you're hearing him put you know their heart and soul into that whole song right in front of you. Um, so I feel like you get a better understanding here alive. That's my opinion. But. I like it. Um, <clears throat> but I, because we were, t- I sent an article to Jones from uh, UCR, Ultimate Classic Rock, that I'm always uh, checking stuff out on. Out on. Um, I kind of talked about 1975 and 76 being when uh, Bob Seger kind of broke through and became huge. And I feel like this album, this great live album, helped so much with Bob Seger becoming who he who he was, who he is today, and just this huge star. So I so I, I think it's I really love these live albums that like put these artists on the map, such as like Peter Frampton <laughs> and like Cheap Trick. Like they're great. They just need to like get out there and uh, get these good songs. Maybe heard a little bit more personally than you can get in the studio. Yeah, that's no, yeah, real for real. Uh, but the I was also listening to another Bob Seger um, live album today because uh, actually he walked on me stoked up for this one but you guys know about nine tonight yeah nine tonight's great that was actually another one that was on my list nine tonight is uh more recent so it has like feel like a number on it and songs after 75 whereas 75 just had his six albums that he had made before uh stranger in town and night moves so there's a lot of new stuff on there that's also really good as well yeah, I really enjoy it from that aspect as well. You have these other new songs like Fire Lake um, that I really enjoy. And uh, what's, what's the one we like? Um, Feel like a number? Uh, five Packs of Cigarettes. Trying to Live My Life Without yes. You. An old yeah. Memphis song. <laughs> old Memphis song. Uh, yeah. I, really, I really like that one. Used to smoke five that one. Of cigarettes <laughs> You don't need to listen to it because we got Jones. That's right. It's a great song, man. Don't leave the podcast. Stick around. <laughs> we Send your tip money. Yes. That's just five, 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 five. Uh, but it's it's great. And I was thinking, Jones, because we saw we saw Bob at Jeep Loop Live last summer, and Alice yeah. had help. They need to make that uh, concert another live album because it was so great. It was phenomenal, man. That was that was by far the best I'd ever heard Bob. Like he was on. He knew it was his last hurrah, and he gave us everything we wanted and more. Like it, he was just incredible. He was uh, he was rocking when it was pouring, raining cats and dogs out there, and he was putting on a hell of a show. That is right. It really is. Um, I, I was thinking another. Um, I know you have the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers live album when we saw them at Verizon Center, Jones. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, something the Red Hot Chili Peppers used to do 
I'm not trying to steal your thunder, Tommy, but no, this uh, I, I I brought this up to uh, expand it because I couldn't remember anything else about it. And I wanted to yeah. uh, hear your insight. So what they did in 2014 on their Around the World tour is they recorded every concert. So every venue we saw them at um, Quicken Loans Arena or not Quicken Loans. We saw them at uh, what was oh Verizon Center then. So when we saw them at Verizon Center, they recorded it and you got it for free. So we listened, you know, we got that exact, you know, concert that we were at, which was really cool. That's really cool. It is. So do you have it on like your iPod or how was that even stored? Yeah. So they sent it to me and I downloaded it and I have it on my Apple now, on my music. The future is awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Technology. That's super cool. I see. I didn't know that they did that until right now that they did every show. And then sent it to you people for free. I had no idea. Yep. What a cool concert to be a part of. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> what, uh, so, what, what kind of concerts you guys uh, or live albums you guys been uh, checking out? Uh, I, well, it was, it was funny. I took a look at that list that you sent, Tom, and there was a lot of jazz, and I grew up I, playing the drums, learning how to play the drums. I, I learned by playing jazz, so um, and I feel like there are definitely some sketchy jazz albums out there. But like, if you go to like the greats, like Duke Ellington, Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Buddy Rich, Gene Krupa, Stanton Moore, all those guys have phenomenal live albums. Because jazz, to me, is best heard live. If you go to a jazz concert, um, you get to see like just pure talent and like the improv and everything about it. It's just so great. Um, so I actually listened to um, uh, Duke Ellington's album, uh, which she recorded at, at Newport. Um, and then I listened to Buddy Rich's uh, The Big Swing Face uh, in 1967 that he did with his band. Um, I listened to both of those albums as well as a couple of others. But um, no, jazz albums, jazz, live jazz albums are great. If you're, so- and if you're not into jazz, if you want to get into jazz, listen to some live uh, live uh, stuff first and compare it to studio because it is, in my opinion, it is very different. It's a great segue into our next podcast we're going to do. It's called Talking Jazz in the Basement. Uh, yeah. And we're, we're going to do exactly that. So uh, check it out wherever you uh, find podcasts or listen it, to podcasts. It, it'll just be me. <laughs> it'll just be Chris. I'm like, all right, this kind of blows. I'm out of here. All right, I'm going to head out. Yeah. 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 Make like a baby and head out. That's when I'm that's right. Um, I love the jazz aspect, Chris, because I, I I was in jazz band, you know, I loved it, but I didn't actually do any history or research or anything uh, outside of school of actually listen to jazz albums. So that's pretty cool, and I always want to expand the knowledge and see the different kind of music get into. Yeah, it. one of my favorites, and I, I know Tom, Ben, were you you were were you in jazz band? No, he didn't you make the cut. I didn't try out for it. Oh, okay. But, um, so Tom that, Petty, on his, live anthology, cool. <laughs> on his live anthology album, they play Green Onions, which is, it, which every high school jazz band plays. We uh, play um, Green Onions in yeah, jazz band. Yeah, I mean, you play it so many times. Uh, and it's one of my favorite songs to play, but it's, it's nostalgic, and hearing them play it is so cool. I, I love, I, it's one of my favorite just, like, live songs. And it's super simple. It's, like, three minutes long. Uh, it's nothing crazy, but um, there's none like Tom Penny the Harper. 
You were cutting off there at the end, Chris. But um, you're a big bitch, and I hate you. Okay, then I uh, I take back uh, allowing you to finish your thoughts. Uh, I wanted to bring up the Tom Petty live anthology album that came out in 2009. It was like a uh, four four box, disc yep. four disc box set of uh, Tom Petty song, you know, live recordings from like 1978 to like 2007. Uh, so I thought it was really cool. I, uh, Jones actually owns it, so that's how I was actually open to it and uh able to download it on my computer um so I, I love it so much and it's there's so much content and it's so like different than the the recorded stuff that it's really a treat and a treasure and uh if you ever come across it on apple music or wherever you definitely have to take the time to listen to it yeah i think yeah. it has i think it's something like 48 songs or something like that it's it's yeah. it's a lot of songs yeah, it's a great band to have a live album because uh, the crowd's interactive and they're just funky, and I like that. And they, you know, they they don't do anything off, you know, like a recording, like a, a, in the studio. And I, I like that a lot about them. I really like it because I mean, Ben can attest to this. When we saw Tom Petty in concert, like how we sang "Free Fallen," like how it's so different, you know, Ben? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's really cool because the crowd's involved, slow down, everybody's singing along. Everybody knows these songs. Everybody knows Tom Petty's yeah. songs. It's so easy to sing along with. And he, and he knew that, too. So he took full advantage of that, and it's really cool. Yeah. And Daddy knew. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he not, that's the man. He knows what he's doing. Um, oh, yeah. 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 But I wanted to bring up one of my favorite Tom Petty concerts that I've ever listened to. It's uh, You see it in the Running Down a Dream documentary. But that's the uh, 30th anniversary tour that they actually played in Gainesville, Florida. Um, I think you guys, yeah, yeah, where where Tom Petty's from. It's really cool. I think you can check it out on YouTube. Yeah, Um, I loved it because they had Stevie Nicks, like for a good portion of the concert. Saying like she, of course, she sang "Stop." If you have Stevie Nicks there, you gotta sing "Stop Dragging My Heart Around." Yeah, and um, she sang "Insider," which I know is one of Jones's favorites. And then my favorite that I liked her singing was I Need to Know, which is not one of her songs. She was yeah, just no. singing it in place of Tom Petty. And it was really cool. So I, I, if there's a concert to watch of Tom Petty, it's, uh, it's that one. Yeah, that would have been an insane concert to see. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is really good. I love it because Mike Campbell, his guitar, he has the Florida Gators on his oh, yeah, guitar. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're from Gainesville <laughs> and all about the Gators. So I, I love the you know, the unique, the individuality, all about this live conscious, but, you know, specifying it to that specific or, you know, that specific audience. So I like that kind of stuff. Um, I know in that same year on that same tour, uh, when there were, I believe when they were playing in Denver, they had Eddie Vedder come on stage and oh, sing, sing the waiting with them. Um, and I, that it's, it's one, I almost prefer that version more than original. Cause I've heard the original so many times and Eddie Vedder is just the man. He absolutely, absolutely kills that song that is i i would have to say that 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 version is probably i prefer that version over the original original is obviously great but eddie it's just it's so good um yeah i remember uh, i remember uh when we all like lived together we would just we would just like throw that on um yeah. versus like the studio version but no that's a, that is that is a great great rendition of it yeah. yeah i agree i agree with that as well eddie vetter's the man we love Pearl Jam. Uh, and I also love it, it. So in Running Down a Dream, that documentary is no longer on Netflix, unfortunately. But uh, I love how Eddie Vedder was was talking about like B 
being like a weird kid in high school and, and just like him just liking music. And then he, and then he, in the documentary says, Oh, look at me now. I'm, I'm playing with Tom Petty. So fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. Uh, Jones, you had a pretty cool Pearl Jam fact this week that you sent to me. I don't know if you want to share it. Uh, yeah. So since it's relevant, uh, the, uh, the Michael Jordan 10 part series they got out. So, uh, Dennis Rodman, was good friends with Chris Mullen, right? And so at uh, Chris Mullen was playing with the uh, – he was out in Portland. And, uh, you know, he was like, hey, Chris, can I get a ride? And Chris was like, yeah, sure, you'll have to wait a little bit. And he had to, you know, move some baby seats around in the back and stuff. And uh, Dennis goes, hey, man, I got a couple guys that want to ride with us too. And uh, there were these small white guys riding with uh, – you know, hanging out with Dennis Rodman and shit. And so he gave him a ride, not thinking anything of it. And come to find out, Dennis Rodman was hanging out with the guys from Pearl Jam. And Chris Mullen gave them all a ride to wherever they were going. It's hilarious, and it's like small world, and it's crazy. It just so De- Dennis Rodman's like eccentric. I don't know, his like polarized. He just brings people in and connects to people. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, he's um, a man. What was the name of their band? Pearl Jam? Mookie Blaylock. Mookie Blaylock. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. They should have kept it. <laughs> and that's why they that's why they named their first album 10. Because yeah. of Mookie Blaylock. That was his oh, number. Okay. Oh, okay. Because the, the label wouldn't allow them to call themselves Mookie Blaylock anymore <laughs> for copyright reasons. So who was Mookie Blaylock? He was a he was a basketball player. Okay. Yep. Yeah, my NBA knowledge is nowhere near extensive as my NFL knowledge, which is not very good either. Which is which is none. Which is yeah, not. This is not talking sports in each yeah. other's <laughs> living rooms for a reason. <laughs> we had to be yeah. sitting down, crisscross applesauce, listening to Jones preach to us while we just uh huh uh huh nod. Uh huh. It, it sounds right to me. Yeah. What do you guys want to know? Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, so since you brought up Pearl Jam, that actually reminded me. I want to ask you guys a question, and this one's not from Hewell. This is right from my head. Good questions can come from me too. Yeah, I was uh, ready. So, what were your guys' first like live albums, like either on vinyl or on CD? Just like one that you actually had in your possession that you That's were good. able to watch or watch or listen to, you know, as many times as you would have liked. So whoever wants to uh, address that first can, or I will. Uh, get get some good thinking here, Tom. Man, you, I'll go man, first. Man, you I, I'm, crickets. I need the crickets. A good question. Uh, for me, uh, it's it, it came to me right away. That that's a solid question. I remember I was in like sixth grade, and this kid named uh, Robert Stacy had this uh, ACDC live album, and oh, uh, I yeah, remember yeah, borrowing okay. that for him. That's when uh, the Walkman was popular, and I had the 45-second anti-skip on that joint. And uh, I played that ACDC live album all the time. It was a great album. So here's something really funny. Um, my first live album CD I ever got was uh, ACDC Live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think I lent it to somebody, and I never saw it back. So I think I know who has it, Jones. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was like, I was digging for it yesterday. I couldn't find it anywhere. I don't know what the hell I did with that because uh, I got like the the two CDs for it. Um, I remember I bought them or I got them, ordered them online or whatever. Uh, but I love that album. Uh, I really liked it because you know they recorded it in ninety ninety one. It released in ninety two, so it's like a little bit later on. You know, not the seventies eighties. Like it's showing these dudes can still rock. 
Yeah. They still have it. Um, and I was listening to it yesterday on uh, Apple Music. And once they, when they played Money Talks, like you get little goosebumps. Um, <laughs> like they play, uh, you shake me, yeah. you shook me all night. Not, you shook me all night long, and I, uh, I really enjoy. It. Like the, their hits, um, really got me going. So it's, it's kind of that aspect where, I know people don't like ACDC because they overplay a lot of their stuff. But then you listen to one of their live albums, like it just gets you back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I think my first one was a Buddy Rich album. Uh. Buddy and Soul. For those of you, Buddy Rich is a jazz drummer, and he is considered by a lot of people. <laughs> he is considered to be a lot of people uh, by a lot of people to be one of the best drummers to have ever lived. Um, he is he is absolutely insane. Um, but I think that was that was definitely one of my. I had it actually on record. I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but moving into our apartment, um, it broke, it shattered. That record shattered. So that was uh, a heavy loss. But um, no, I think that was one of the first kind of live renditions of, of music I got. Okay. How about well, you, Benny? Uh, for me, my first live album uh, was the Mark, Tom, and Travis show. It's the Enema Strikes Back. Okay. Oh. So what is, what is that? Blink-182. Blink-182's oh, live okay. album they released in 2000. Um, and I, I still like that album if I'm going to listen to their music because I think it's better. Um, they're very raunchy and, you know, joking around with each other the entire time. Um, so they change their lyrics a lot <clears throat> and make jokes about each other. Um, like, you know, and aliens exist. It's like at the end, he's like, Tom had sex with guys. Yeah. Oh, I, don't. So I just think it's funny. But, um, no, that, that, I, that I was just... my first one. I, now that you mentioned that, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've listened to it as well, and it's hilarious because I know they they talk about uh, make fun of Tom Cruise in one of the yeah. one of the songs, and they yeah. like not not Tom Cruise from Top Gun. You you're like Tom Cruise from like the Born on Fourth of July, where you're like you're you're at shitting all over yourself, and everybody hates you. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're pretty they're pretty funny dudes. And it's uh, I do like them live as well. They're really good. That's okay. one of those bands we we got to see. You know. Before they they hang it up, right, Ben? Well, they've hung it up. Before, yeah. So let's I mean, see if they get back together. Finally, I mean, yeah, of course, Tom DeLonge, Tom DeLonge's not with them, but right. uh, yeah, there have been some rumors about him coming back and like doing doing something. But I think their their dogs eating dogs EP, I think, was the last thing they all recorded. Mm. But I'm not 100 well, sure. I know uh, they have they have more recent stuff, but it depends on like how you want to look at the band because oh yeah <laughs> yeah. So, I know Tom DeLonge was in the news recently because of the whole UFO uh, videos coming out. You got yeah. all those, yeah. And there's like Tom DeLonge's private company like helped those get released because he's yeah. like a big UFO uh, Bigfoot <laughs> nut, which is insane. Uh, it's so random, but it's pretty cool because uh, they might they might exist, guys. We're not alone. We're not I don't alone. give a shit. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Moving on to uh, rock music. My first, yeah, we were talking about my first album was uh, ACDC Live, but I want to talk about, I remember the second album I ever got. Oh, it was, second. where the hell did I ever written down? It's, it was a Pearl Jam uh, CD. Oh, it was them uh, live in Tokyo. They recorded on uh, March 3rd, 2003. Um, and I really liked it. Like, Japan crowds are like something else. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. just so intense. Um, and I really liked that, uh, that uh, Pearl Jam Live album. 
And it reminded, reminded me of the Cheap Trick album, uh, Cheap Trick at Budokan. Yeah. Where they actually play in uh, where they play? Tokyo, Japan. And like that crowd is like the most ideal crowd you could ever yeah. want. I yeah, guess. Lo- <clears throat> yeah, go ahead, Joe. Oh, a lot of bands either uh, record live albums at Donington in England or they record live in Japan due to the crowd size and due to how um, how interactive the crowd is and how much they're enjoying it. Yeah, it's, it's very impressive. Um, I know when I, was, when I looked at the uh, top 50 list of Rolling Stone, top 50 live albums that they ranked, they were talking about Cheap Trick. And they talked about Cheap Trick like landing in Japan, and they were being like treated like they were the Beatles, like there were people were going nuts. I guess there's this huge uh, Cheap Trick following in Japan, or at least there was, you know, back in was it '78 when the album came out. So um, it's pretty intense, and that that's one of those albums that we talked about earlier that just made this band. Like everybody knew they were just this phenomenal uh, live band. They just couldn't get it done in the studio, and so once these people heard how great they were live and they so they recorded in japan like for the japanese and i guess like radio djs had to like uh sneak it out of the country to be able to play it on their stations oh really it was such a good recording and you know the record company eventually wised up and uh opened it up to selling it in the u.s that's interesting so yeah. they got huge after that so um one thing especially when it comes to like live stuff uh royal albert hall is is a pretty prestigious yep. uh venue to play at just because it's known for having really great acoustics. Um, and so something I was doing, trying to do some research the other day, if you Google Royal Albert Hall live albums, it gives you a list of all the live albums that have been recorded there. By like, I mean, like The Killers, The Who, Bob Dylan, a bunch of people have played there. Um, so that is also some uh, kind of something fun if you want to just listen to some live albums. But almost every album I've heard that has come out of Royal Albert Hall has been acoustically has been spectacular. Hey, did oh. you know where where Bill Burr's latest uh, special was recorded? It was in it was in England. It was at, I think it was at Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, because so, I know uh, he was all about recording there or doing a stand up special there. Yeah, fun fact about Royal Albert Hall. So that was um, it's in London. A lot of people um, back in the day didn't like playing there because it sounds terrible. It was built back in the day. And that's why they play acoustic because uh, the pickup is so bad there and the, the sound quality is not very good. So a lot of people play acoustically there and it sounds a lot better. And they, they've done a lot of advancements there, but mm-hmm. it, it was built back in, you know, uh, like centuries ago. So it, it's not the best. But a uh, fun fact, do you guys know who has played the most at Royal Albert Hall? I, I, I feel like I do, but I lay it on the me. who? Eric Clapton. Ah, by a lot. He's played there over two hundred times. Hey, home field advantage, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was built in nineteen in eighteen seventy one. Oh yeah. Yeah. A bit, uh, bit ago. Yeah, just 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 sad. Um, Adele. I don't know if we're fans or not. I like Adele. Anyway, uh, Adele did an album there. It is it is phenomenal as far as like acoustics go. Like she just sounds amazing. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. Chris loves Adele. I oh. guess you should you should have said that, or did you say that when Heatwall asked the question about what's your guilty pleasure? 
What'd you What'd you say? I said Taylor Swift. Oh, why don't you say Adele? Oh, because I I, I I like both of them. You like Adele so much more than you like Taylor Swift. Tom, and that is, is way more embarrassing. This is, first of all, you've never heard me listen to Adele because I haven't in like the past four years. Second, shower this tunes. Like, this is the first. It, that is a good chance. <laughs> that, Aren't they both the same? But I've never brought up Adele with you. I don't think in like five years. It's been a minute. I'll give you that. I made fun of him too much the first time. He's still lick, he's still licking his wounds from that one. I, I first like, ride home with Chris, the Dell CD popped out. Oh shit! Oh, oh. <laughs> this never happens. The, the Prius man, he's rocking that in the Prius. Windows R- down. R.I.P. Yeah. God rest her soul. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tom, you look. You look like you're struggling so. Yeah, I'm, I'm so burnt. Well, I'm actually doing pretty good now because I just had a cold. I have a cold one in my system now, but I was struggling. Or I attempted to take a nap before this podcast uh, unsuccessfully. But I'm here, man. I took a shower. Uh, I put my Michael Jordan mini jersey on, and I feel good. Did you I'm get cool. that the American Girl store? Dude, the kitties wouldn't let him nap. Uh, they're, yeah, they're not having it. Uh, if they don't sleep, you know, I'm not. Nobody's sleeping. It looks but, like you got a couple of strings hanging off of that jersey, Tom. It yeah, looks just, like they're almost arms. On the inside, yeah. <laughs> I, gotta get that uh, I haven't been to the gym in months. Coronavirus. Yeah. You hate to yeah. hear it. Yeah, you got to do that loop, Tom. All right, yeah. let's get into it, man. Let's uh, talk about our favorite live albums. I thought I'd been doing that. I thought we did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we we got lost. I mean, we we're talking about Adele. I mean, it's like, all right, let's start the podcast. We haven't been open, right? <laughs> let's start oh, the oops. show. Uh, <laughs> out of the show. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, it, it, that's real Jones though. But um, one that I did listen to the other day is Johnny Cash at Folsom Prison. I've, okay, that is uh, that's a great one. Um, I was listening to the Tom Petty. I did try to listen to a fish album, to the fish at Mass Square Gar- Garden. I got like 15 minutes in, and, and I had to call it quits. That's, but, uh, their, like, that's their biggest album. Um, another one that Arthur's talked about that is apparently a really good album is kind of like a Dayton shout-out. They played at the Nutter Center in like <laughs> 2000. Or, I don't even know what year it was. Maybe 93. I don't know. But... They played at the Nutter Center. This is where Ben and I graduated, and we have our graduation ceremony. Oh, yeah? <laughs> we're, the right, we're the Wright State Raiders, Ben and I, the Raiders? I don't know the hell Wright they are. Wright State Raiders, and yeah. yeah. <sighs> uh, that's what they play, and apparently it, it, they had a phenomenal show, because Arthur was like, dude, you know about the Nutter Center? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> I walked just, there. Yeah, I was there, man. So that was pretty cool, you know, representing uh, Dayton, Ohio. I didn't get much more uh, else representation other than a uh, GM closing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Fish uh, playing like their New Year's Eve show at Madison Square Garden. I think that's. I know Arthur likes that one, but uh, yeah, I gave that a listen. It's, you know, it's good. They're good musicians. It just it didn't you know strike my fancy or the fucking saying is I don't know. Fifteen minutes but, in, you woke up. And you're like, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh shit, music's on. What, what the hell is this? <laughs> Um, but uh, another band I did listen to, Volpec, which is on, it's, they have an album on my top ten list. They also played at Madison Square Garden uh, last year, um, and they just released that on vinyl. So it's the whole concert on vinyl. Um, and another thing I like about live albums is the, um, well, some people will do, some, some artists will do this and some not, but they'll just 
they'll they'll essentially put the entire in the entirety of that show on on the album. So there was there's no cuts, there's no pauses or anything like that. It is just you know you can't tell when you know on your little iPod or whatever what what you know when one track ends and one track begins. Um, just because that that you know that setup time or that that space in between songs is on that album. I like it when they do that. I don't like it when you can you can hear the crowd and then it cuts off and then two seconds later you hear the crowd again because they've gone to you know they've gone to another track. Well, I mean, I like the different tracks so you can listen to them different times. You know, if we're all hanging out, we don't want to listen to a whole album. We want to listen to like the hits or what we perceive as the hits, which may be B sides and deep tracks, whatever. We like have uh, some variation on it, but I well, get you, Chris. But I would say live albums are best listened to front to back. You know. Yeah, if you want the full experience, I get you, Ben. That is one thing that I liked about the Blink One Eight Two album. It's like you can kind of break it up because they they tell jokes in between their their songs. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's just like a little funny bit at the beginning, funny bit at the end, you know, and then it's another song, you know. Just how we like it. Have a little laugh, have some rocking, and then we have a good time. Just just enough time to go to the fridge and grab another ice cold Coors before uh, listening to the next one. <laughs> That's right, straight Rocky Tops, man. Uh, I uh, I took a picture of us recording and I put it on my story, and this is like three seconds ago, and Megan already responded saying Jones didn't make the cut. Poor Jones, because you're so I can, you're so dark over there. You're just yeah, like I can black, barely see you. You're a black blob, Jones. That all you can see on Skype. So real cool. She's uh she's putting you on notice. Just letting you know. The residency doesn't need any lights. No, it didn't need them. Overrated. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess uh, I'll talk about my live albums that I really like. Um, so talking to Heatwall earlier on FaceTime, he was saying his top three. Uh, he loves the GNR live album, which I agree with on that. Uh, he really likes the Chris Cornell Soundbox album. Uh, he oh, yeah. thinks that's phenomenal. He, you know, he's all over the map, and uh, that voice, you know, does him justice. And that's what I really love about Chris's voice. I actually really forgot. Br- I forgot about that album. I meant to mention it. Uh, I'm yeah. glad you did. It's a phenomenal album. He really brings that out in uh, the live shows. And then ZBB passed the jar, which is phenomenal, which yeah. I really like. One of and my favorite one, albums. Yes, it's great. Uh, front to back, it's phenomenal, and you feel like you're there on a nice summer day. And then one he was torn about was uh, John Mayer live as well. And the fact of the matter is, he says, you know, you listen to that by yourself. You're not hanging with the boys listening to Mayer live. And I agree with that, but uh, it shows how good and talented John Mayer is. But, uh, yeah, so for me, uh, personally, my all-time favorite live album is GNR's uh, live album. It's absolutely phenomenal. Axel kills it. His improv is phenomenal. And the crowd's involved throughout the whole show. He's talking to the, you know, crowd. And the whole band is great, which I really uh, love that about them. Uh, ZZ Top's live album, it gives you a the, real feel. Jones, if I might, uh, about the GNR album, when did that one come out? Do you, do you uh, know? It came early 2000s uh, yeah. or, or late 90s. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I think it might have came out in like 01 or something like that. Uh, I, I really like on it, like was it Night Train, where they have the, uh, the announcer guy's voice before it? Yep. That's my favorite part. That's phenomenal. Of, of the entire thing. Um, I don't know. Are, are you uh, down to reenact it for uh, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about? 
Uh, I guess I can. You don't have to. I'm, I, <laughs> you seem reluctant, so I don't want to put you on the spot. You didn't fucking make it! Huh? Something like that? Yeah, no, that's that's close. <laughs> Who the well, they didn't make it. Good yeah, work, uh, Tom. So... <laughs> I love when people don't play along with me. Yeah, so uh, I just want to make you feel really awkward for a second. Uh, I'm the captain. The, the announcer goes, you wanted the best? Well, they didn't fucking make it. So here's what you get from Hollywood. Guns and roses. And then you hear the sound of the horn, and then they fucking bring the energy. And that's what I love about that uh, track. It's a great track. Yeah, so that's phenomenal. Uh I really like ZZ Top Live. It shows how much talent they had and how much energy they have. I like that a lot. Uh, you talked about it earlier, the Tom Petty Live uh, anthology is great. I love that. Uh, Talking Heads actually has a really, really good one. Uh, it's called Stop Making Sense, and it has one of my favorite uh, songs on there called Take Me to the River, and it's great because it's improv throughout, and they're just funky. I really like that. Uh Love the Aeros suit. Yeah, you gotta love the suit, my man. David Burns always in a suit. The suit uh, the size of a refrigerator. <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> Aerosmith has a lot of really good live albums, but my favorite live album from them is A Little South of Sanity, and it shows you how good Steven Tyler is with his improv. I really enjoy that. Um, and then uh, I got... You know, we talked about the ACDC Live. We're all into that. The Bob Seger, Nine Tonight, and uh, his other one, Bullet Live, uh, Live Bullet. That's really good. Never heard um, of them. Rolling Stones has a really good one I love uh, called Live Licks. And it shows you how good that band is. And they have, uh, you know, a chorus with them and all that. So it's great. I like that. Uh, Slipknot has a really good one called 9.0. Uh, that's a phenomenal one. That's a real good one. Yeah, hey, I mean, hey Jones, which one? Which one did you just say? 9.0. I said uh, Slipknot 9.0. Okay, yeah, I, I try. I should have put. Uh, it's not really rock and roll. I, I tried to life of me to get into them. <laughs> Same with was a Pantera. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not metal enough, man. I love my James Taylor and my Easy Listening. Uh, yeah, you got to get heavy, man. Sometimes. Uh, 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 Pantera is another really good live band. They were great live. I really like their live album. Uh, that's a phenomenal one. Uh, Alice in Chains for me, live, uh, great. Uh, it shows you uh, the ability of Lane Staley's voice, how good Jerry Cantrell is able to harmonize with Lane, and then it shows the talent of the band throughout. Uh, I like Queen live with Freddie, and then I love Queen live with Paul Rogers. Because it's two, to it's two totally different shows. And it shows you that Paul Rogers is so talented that he's able to sing those songs, not change them, sing it in his way. And it's incredible. So I really like that, uh, which leads me to Bad Company Live. I love Bad Company Live because um, Paul Rogers is one of my favorite lead singers, front men ever, because of how good his voice is throughout. Um, I got Eric Church on my list called Caught Up in the Act. Uh, it's called Caught in the Act, actually, and that's a, a really good one. Um, 
And then I got, uh, yeah, that, that's it for my list. But, uh, yeah, th- those are the ones I came up with that I really enjoyed myself. Now, we, we saw Eric Church together. Uh, he is really good live. Uh, his, his demeanor and his uh, just his vibes, he just has that confidence, that it factor that you're kind of yeah. like, everybody's drawn to. And he's personable. Like, he, uh, he has a song, Boots. Isn't it called These Boots? Boots. Yeah, he takes somebody's shoe from the crowd and, like, sings with it, holding it or something. <laughs> autographs it. Yeah, he autographs the boot, goes back to him. Sure, he's dealt with some stinky ones. Luckily, I wasn't in the front row. Tommy. Yeah, yeah geez. Dude, that's a big culprit right there. Me, in uh, freshman year of high school, dude, my shoes could clear a room. <laughs> All right. Clear a building. Yeah, yeah, moving on. Uh, ben was there. He was the one being yeah. cleared. He had to be evacuated. To clear a tent. <laughs> yeah, we, so, yeah. So, Tommy, let's get some clarity on this. Did they smell worse than blue shoes? It was like, it was like so sour. But, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, blues, I want to say they had more like strength. They had more like longevity. Like they could clear like my, my shoes were clear in one room. His shoes could clear two rooms. Because Blue uh, came and stayed at our house, and his he kept his shoes next to like the front door, and like we were in the kitchen, and like it, it stank. It was bad in the kitchen. <laughs> I was like, dude, I was like, ooh, something smells bad. I don't know what it is, dude. Your, check your, you see if your shoes, and he's like, okay. I snipped his shoes, and I almost puked, like dude, legitimately whatever. puked, almost puked all oh. over the by the front door, and I threw his shoes on the back. Whenever you're talking about a pair of shoes and how bad they stink by the strength of the odor, you know they're fucking awful. Yeah, no, he's not known for uh, for clean shoes. Uh, no, I mean, I your, mean yours you... were up there, though. Yeah, no, you're, <laughs> because you're absolutely right. The, the rules at scout camp were no shoes inside the tent. Not because of mud or anything, because of the stench. So ben they always boss. had to be outside in the uh, with the breeze so that they yeah, could t- blow t- away. T- Tom's weren't great now. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Tommy had one pair of shoes. They were called All Seasons. Remember, they just wore them until they stopped fucking working anymore. <laughs> yeah, they just start, disintegrate off your feet. Well, it's time for a new pair of shoes. Literally, it was just laces. Yeah. <laughs> just tied laces around your feet. Like it. Ben, do you have any uh, other albums you want to mention? Um, no, it's all right. Um, <laughs> I, I was also in the sun all day and. I'm struggling to be alive right now. Well, he's um, dying. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I really, uh, you know, we, we've already talked many times on this podcast about the Nirvana MTV Unplugged uh, in New York album. That's a great one. That's a great one. I think that's a, yep. Yeah, it's a great, uh, great live album. Um, you know, I already talked about my Blink-182 album. Uh, I think that's a great one, too. Uh, just albums like that I'm, I'm really into, you know, when they're – uh, playing with the crowd, you know, joking around, having a good time. Um, the ones I'm not really into are like the big live festival ones, um, like yeah. Live Aid. Not really a fan. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to watch or listen to that entire thing. Um, a so. bit much. Yeah, I don't blame. I don't blame you. Um, yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys doing this, coming up with your uh, live albums, giving some content for the show. It's always a good time. Uh, Seeing you guys, even if it's only uh, virtually, so it's always a good time. I always look forward to these uh, podcasts that we've been doing pretty it's much on a weekly basis. It's the only thing that's keeping me sane. 
Yeah. Yeah. Tom hopefully. misses the rib shots, though. Yeah. It, yeah. Can't get those virtually. Yeah. Those just can't, you know. I give all the rib shots or beat the kitties' ribs, but it's just not the same. I'll have plenty of those coming up, man. When we get back together. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait. Let's hope this corona thing lasts longer. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> I'm gonna beat the corona in you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, but we appreciate you guys listening. Who's ever out there listening? Uh, whatever. But if you'll want to follow <laughs> us. Follow us on uh, what is it? Facebook.com/slash Talk and Rock in the Basement. I'm Tom. You can follow me at Tom J Ozio on Twitter and at Tom Ozio on Instagram. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm It's That Kid Chris on Instagram and It That Kid Chris on Twitter. I'm Ben. I am Waldron 10 on Instagram and SuperBWall on Twitter. Big dog, you know you can find me in the street. You just the streets and we'll find them. Um, yeah, I got some a little complaint with Ben. Ben has apparently has seen all of my tweets and has not liked a single <laughs> one. I thought he w- wasn't seeing them, so it's a... He Twitter comes. actually sends me notifications anytime Tom does something on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, yeah. But yeah, that, that's up. why I thought it was funny. Tom actually had some uh, interaction with a local radio host this uh, this yeah. past week. You, you got to go to his Twitter page to check it out. Um, but, you know, it, it's pretty cool. Um, but he cool. shared it with the group later on after I'd seen it. Um, and I just did a laughing emoji because it was funny. Yeah, Tom's in the big games now. Rolling hot, no big deal. Big dog. Now you just got to get on another podcast, Tom. Yeah, that's, that's in trouble. Oh, <laughs> well, well, we appreciate everybody listening to the program today. This has been talking rock in the basement, and we'll hopefully see y'all next time. Now, how do I stop this recording? Okay. <laughs>